Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish... Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. <laughs> That new show opening is so amazing that it has the Adam Cole soundbite built right in. I don't even have to press a button. Adam Cole just jumps up, does his thing to kick the show off. Welcome. It is a Tuesday night when we're recording this. Tuesday, July 21st, 2020, week 487 of COVID-19. There's a COVID-free show today. Probably not. I'm sure it'll come up. Comes up every day because it's our lives and, and this is, you can't avoid it. But my name is Greg DeMarco. This is the Greg DeMarco Show. The Greg DeMarco Show is, of course, brought to you as part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can hear at thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Now, you can hear this show by going to thechairshot.com. You can also hear it on your favorite podcasting programs like Apple Podcasts, which is more commonly known as iTunes, but I guess they actually really did change the name. Google Play, iHeart, Spotify, so many more. And, and and do us a favor. If you like the show, if you enjoy it, hit that like button, subscribe, and share it. Tell a friend. Tell a friend how much you like the Greg DeMarco Show. And if you don't like the show, well, let's just pretend this never fucking happened, okay? Now, you can also follow the website, which is thechairshot.com, on social media, at chairshotmedia. Go visit thechairshot.com for all of your wrestling reviews, opinions, analysis, and so much more besides wrestling, which I will get to here in a moment. Of course, I do not do this show alone. Oh, no. I've got two very esteemed colleagues with me. First and foremost, of course, you know him well. He's been doing this for over nine years. 
It is Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick is on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick for Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick, we haven't done a Twitter update in ages. What are we at? I. I don't know that there's really been a point to do a Twitter. <laughs> right. Well, maybe we can bring back the Patrick 500. Maybe we can make that shirt. You know, I'm, I'm shirt happy right now. Patrick, so. Patrick. I, you know, here's the funny thing is the last time we talked about this, I think we were at 462. Uh-huh. Um, we're at 462. <laughs> oh man. The more things change, the more they stay the same. And of course, joining us, there's no Twitter account to worry about and the whole patrick versus miranda race to 500 well, that's been blown out of the water i think she's at like 600 700 800 now on the instagram at the hashtag miranda there is an i in miranda because that's how it works but there is no twitter because she is the twitterless heroine the queen of soft style miranda morales welcome there's no music i can't play music for you now so no that, that's okay yeah, but no, damn, damn right, no, no Twitter here. No, and I believe Twitter. I'm at 773 on Instagram. There you go. Not that I'm counting or anything. Nah, but. not that you're counting. You just knew the exact number just, offhand. Just the exact number. Yeah, just without just the even exact. Thinking. Yeah. So I'm gonna go unfollow you real quick and then be wrong, and then I'll follow you back and then be <laughs> wrong again. I'll just keep doing it all day, except I got better things to do with my life. Couple quick updates for you guys with the website thechairshot.com. A new MMA show dropped on Tuesday called the five rounds podcast that is hosted by mags who hosts badlands wrestling's mount rushmore's podcast mags and his son carlos do five rounds podcast and now that is our new mma show every tuesday which means the good friends over at bandwagon nerds have been canceled no they have not been canceled they've been moved <laughs> to mondays back where they started back where they belong and the reason is that why, where we started? I don't even know. You've moved us around so many times. <laughs> I've literally like moved anytime you once. the schedule needs to be shifted, bandwagon nerds gets moved. <laughs> I moved you once. I literally moved you from Monday to Tuesday and then back to Monday. So now you've been moved twice. Look, I mean, we're recording on Tuesday. This show gets released on Wednesday or Thursday, depending on the t- subject matter. We've done this show on Sundays, on Mondays, on Tuesdays, on Wednesdays. So I think we did it on Thursdays at one point. So, Craig, this uh, show's been around for nine years. Bandwagon Nerds has been around for 36 episodes. That's true. And that's more reasonable for <laughs> you to know the number of episodes of your show versus Miranda knowing the number of Instagram followers that she has. So I'll, I'll give well, you I just, li- I just listened to episode 36 today. You did. Well, um, you also just recorded it on Sunday and you were there. True. So. I was um, there for it, but like we don't talk about the number there. That's like, true. You don't. don't do you that. don't talk about the number there. <laughs> This is episode, I don't know, 400 of the great. I have no idea. We, I never counted. Way, they live in different it's ways. way more, right? If nine yeah, years. Nine years worse. I mean, off and on. Nah, we had some hiatuses. We took some breaks here and there. More so, than one occasion. Yeah, more than three occasions. But yeah, so I don't know where we're at. We're definitely in the 300s. It's hard this because is some of them. one of our better consecutive runs. One of them lives, wow. you know, some of them live with the VOC Nation. Some of them live, we, we were on, when we were on that. Real Fan Sports Network, which is amazing until it just dropped and disappeared, but it was great. You know, all kinds of listeners through that. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's just, you know, nine years. The, 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 the podcasting world has changed dramatically over those nine years. But with the move of Bandwagoners to Mondays, with um, the MMA show on Tuesdays, we now have con- non-wrestling content coming in nearly every day which I'm very excited about. Uh, we've got some new movie reviews. I've written a couple of movie reviews. I recently recorded a movie review, which is also released today, actually. Um, and, and just a lot of great stuff that is out there. So it's just so much good, good content at thechairshot.com as we continue to expand our reach beyond the world of professional wrestling. Also, Miranda's going to be talking about the t-shirts here in a few minutes, but I do need to share that there are two brand new t-shirts available over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shots. So go check those out. One of them, I, I'm, I'm very excited about both of them, but one of them I'm really excited about. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we, when we get there. Uh, I can start a rumor, however, that a third shirt is coming real soon, and it might make some nerds very, very happy. That's all I'm going to say. 
Patrick O'Dowd. It might make you nerds very, very happy. Lastly, I want to talk about the show opening and the music that is different now. I changed it a few, a couple months ago now for reasons that I've never shared with anybody. Um, but I recently changed it again. And the reason why is with the advent of shows going up on YouTube, uh, the last uh, hashtag Miranda show that we did went up on YouTube and I immediately got hit with like three or four copyright violations. So that was fun. And, and so the show has like muted spots in it and it's up there, but it's like there's silence at certain points. It's just crazy what they did with that. So I had to, and it didn't happen the first time. I remember sending, sending Miranda just an oh shit text and then a screenshot of the emails that I received. And it was funny. We, we had a good time. I mean, what can you do at that point? Right. YouTube's a giant corporation owned by a giant corporation. So there's really not a whole yeah. lot we can do to fight that, but it, uh, yeah. So we had a change. And so now we're going into the world of, uh, of copyright free, royalty free music. And it's going to change some of the sound bites I can play. And look, this show, I mean, if we bring this show to YouTube, it's going to be hard for me. I mean, I can still play Adam Cole. Like that doesn't change. Oh. I don't think we'd get hit with this, his theme song in the background because it's not like the exact nah. track. I think we'd be yeah. okay. But, I mean, welcome to the world of public domain, man. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I even well, have to, in the show description, there's specific text I have to list now to give credit to the music that I've used for both this right. show and the hashtag Miranda show. So, yeah. Right. I mean, it's weird. You can get put into, because other social media sites will do that to you too. Like I once posted a video of the little O'Dowd watching Thor Ragnarok. And oh, you got hit with Led Zeppelin, the, didn't you? Well, yeah, the Zeppelin, like Zeppelin was playing in the background oh. and they didn't hit me with anything. They just muted, like you said, they just yeah. muted it. So it was like my kid was swinging around and it just was like silent. Yeah, like you weird. had no idea why he was doing what he was doing. And then they were like, yeah, you can't do that. I'm like, well, that sucks. Well, that's great. So we did in okay. fact change the show opening music and that's fine. You know, whatever we'll, we'll get through that. We also started recording a little bit late and, and so we may have to cut a topic and if we do, it's going to be Zach Ryder because why not cut Zach Ryder from the show? It's happened to him for his entire career. Uh, and this time it's very, very, you know, pressing information for the first time in over nine years. It's Patrick O'Dowd's fault. You know, it it doesn't take away the hashtag. Doesn't no, take away not. the hashtag Craig's fault, Aww, which in. is the original hashtag, right? Uh huh. Like that's yes. one of our first hashtags from the yeah. show. Is hashtag yeah. Greg's fault? Years before hashtag Miranda, there was hashtag Greg's no, fault. No, I know. You know, and... hashtag Greg's fault could walk, so hashtag Miranda could run. So thank you. <laughs> so are you actually on the internet right now, Miranda? Are you I mean, right? I'm. Uh, what do you mean? Like I, I'm. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm just wondering when it's going to cut out because you've been so smooth for yeah. most of the show. I love how you know it's been your fault uh, all of tonight, but still, you know, just just because. Oh, it's full circle. It's like a merry-go-round. It goes it, up and down right. and around. It's even circular, happy. Even circular. Yes, circular. Doing the bowl dance. Uh, even when it's fault. not Patrick's fault, or even when it is Patrick's fault, it's not Patrick's fault. Oh yeah. See, I can still play that I, one. I can still play. Can't play Dave, the can't play the X Files one though. Dave. I can't play what? Can't play the X Files. I might. Like, you're gonna do. It's literally just I two seconds, dude. Oh, the X Files. I haven't had the X Files on here in a while, so that's yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's true because we haven't really done the conspiracy theory. No, too much. I, I was thinking of Law and Order. I don't think we'll get hit with that one. I just, no, uh, I don't think so. That's we didn't really... get hit with it when, when we did your show. At least I don't think we did. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's things. There's oh. things that we can do. And, and, you know, this one has nothing in it, so I can always play this. Dean fucking Ambrose. Yeah. So that, that, well, that's, that's, yeah. that's you, right? No. That's not oh, me. Oh, no. No, that is the great it, folks over at Heelbook, which no longer really exists, uh, that made some hilarious videos. And, and they, uh, the guy who made them loved Dean Ambrose. And so a lot of videos would include a Dean Ambrose. I, I just remember back in the um, – oh, I'm going to forget the name of it. The blog talk days, yes. you could record stuff and, like, slow your voice down. Oh, I still can. Up, and, yeah. But I but I know that was, like, a lot of – quite a few of our sound bites were just shit like that. Yeah. yeah, it was just you with your voice all jacked up. <laughs> Remember when Christopher Daniels came on the show and he was like, that opening was amazing. Who did that? And I was like, yeah, it was just me. I just changed it all up. 
Yeah, because this is low-budget production here. I'm not going to pay for, for anything. This is such good shit. No. Why? Why would we do that? Like, seriously. It just no wouldn't. more Steiner line. Nope. No more, no more Steiner line, oh, but man, plenty, plenty Johnny Idiot face. Johnny Idiot face. See, there's things we can still do, man. There's stuff we can still do. Damn, it's all still there. I mean, we we don't do hey, musical yo. breaks anymore, anyway. So no, we got a big long commercial yeah. break today. As the commercials, we've also revamped the commercials to get rid of the the music that we can't have. Uh, poor poor Miranda has to re-record the T-shirt commercial either in between shows or after her show tonight because we need that one. Because when we did that one, we did it live. I'll write it. We'll do it live. And we uh, and I literally played the background music while she was doing it. So I just had it ready to go as soon as she was done. And of course, that backfired because now I can't just send Dan the audio and have him make something for me. So got to make the new audio. Even I even recorded the opening and closing to the powerslam.tv commercial. So that's now in the can and I no longer have to say it when we're playing it later. So listener later, when you hear me, you're not hearing me. You're hearing a recording of me when the commercial breaks come. So. That's just your update on all things Chair Shot Radio and, and the ways that Chair we're Chair Shot goes corporate. As we, yeah, right. <laughs> you don't really have a choice. It's one of those things where you either play by their rules or you don't play at all. And we still want to play. So what that does, Patrick, doubt, is that actually saves you a little bit, believe it or not. Because uh, until I figure something out, once we go video. Awesome! I came to Okay. Might have to go away. So, because I'm sure we can I mean, hear that crushed, sound. I'm crushed. Over I know you are. I know you're so you're so crushed about it. Okay. But... He <laughs> <laughs> just has to do it means... live. I just I'll need that at least every show. Well, I can I can have a K sound bite without the music. Like that's easy enough to do. I already got the the file. But yeah, other than that, it's just going to be a bunch of stuff like this. Like every other week of the show. So anyway, let's uh, let's dig in. Miranda, we've talked about the shirts. We've talked about the shirts a lot. What? Oh, I, I did think about. So there's two different things that I because something is now obsolete and, and there's two different ways we can use it. I can use it before the T-shirts or I can use it before the commercial. I think I'm going to use it before the commercial. So why don't you go ahead and sell the people some shirts? Yes. So. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt. There are over 25 different varieties available to you, different colors, different logos, and of course, different styles. Me, I'm always going to recommend the soft style to you. I just have your best interest in mind. All t-shirts start at $19.99, but if you want to spend a little bit extra, you can get your t-shirt in soft style. Uh, lots of fun logos and designs for you to choose from, including the two new ones that Greg will be mentioning in just a few short seconds. But all of them are in support of thechairshot.com. So go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot to get your very own chairshot t-shirt. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Oh, she, so she's making me talk about the new t-shirts like this is. Well, I mean, you, you know, these t-shirts more than anybody else. I'm, I'm seeing them right now. I was like, you don't know them at all is what you're saying. You have no idea. Uh, I, yeah, I, I know one of them. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they are posted live on ProWrestlingTees.com. So if you want to see the two new t-shirt designs, they are live. They are active, uh, for everyone to see. But I they mean, are. yes, I mean, especially the one shirt that about you, like, I, I would imagine you would want to talk about that. Sure. Why not? I, I, I'd be happy to. So first of all, there are two brand new shirts available over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. The first one is a shirt made by the, the cast of, and, Inspired by them and in support of their show, A Winner Is You, our video game podcast now has a Winner Is You t-shirt available over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. If you know the phrase A Winner Is You, it is from the Nintendo Pro Wrestling game. That is the theme of the shirt as well, so go over there and check it out. The A Winner Is You shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And then the piece de resistance, my favorite shirt. One that, that you will see on air at some point sometime soon. Remember the show Everybody Hates Chris? Well, 
I might have been able to go get the font, which is the most basic font in the world, and the design specs, where everything needs to be placed. And I now have an Everybody Hates Greg t-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. So you can go out there and you can hate me too. I know you do, so you might as well support it with a t-shirt. The Everybody Hates Greg t-shirt. You can get it any way you want, just like Miranda said. You can get it in the ladies fitted. You can get it in the soft style. You can go long sleeve with it if you want to. You can even, you can get a soft style tank top. Not just a tank top, but a soft style style tank top. Or you can go V-neck, and then you don't have to pay to have your T-shirt tailored like some people do. There's so many different options that you have. And, and that shirt's also available in a couple different colors. Um, actually, it's not. It's only available in black. I was wrong. Sorry. I thought it was available in a couple different colors. I thought I asked for that, but that's okay. Head on over there, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Two brand new designs. And, and when Miranda said over... 25 designs i thought she was exaggerating and so while she was reading it i counted there's 29 29 designs on shirts man you, that's a you lot call of me shirts. a liar greg you I, call, I you thought you were mistaken you call me a liar that's libel i will sue you go ahead okay <laughs> i was i just misspoke i what, did, what was who was the yankees pitcher that misremembered i don't remember andy pettit i think uh, for steroids yeah yeah, that was Pettit. Andy Pettit, misremember. I misremembered and thought you said something else, Miranda. Please accept my sincerest, insincere apology. Now we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about the horror show at WWE Extreme Worlds. As I put on your un- on your rundown, the horror show that was WWE Extreme Rules booking. Now, I feel a shift coming, and I don't talk. I'm not talking about a shift in the world of professional wrestling. I feel a shift coming to my own opinions. Uh, thanks to the best of editions of the Greg DeMarco show and the hashtag Miranda show that aired last week. Go back and listen to those. I just don't want to hold back anymore. You know, I try really hard to be positive. I try really hard to be positive about WWE. They're the biggest company in the world. You can't get away from it unless you really want to. But damn it, you know, they chip away at you and they chip away at you and, and they chip away at you. And, and you try to you try to go there, but there comes a point when you have to call a spade a spade. And damn it, the horror show at Extreme Rules was that point for me. Like it's just they just ruined far too much stuff. So I broke down what happened at the horror show in my own version of good, bad, and ugly. We've had the good, the bad, and the ugly as an article to chairshot.com. I actually made an outline to write that article for this. Didn't get a chance to because I'm busy, and so I ended up using it for the show here today. There were some good things on the show, and I want to talk about those. I mean, Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler was a damn good match, especially because they used the stipulation well. The stipulation, of course, being that, you know, it was an Extreme Rules match for Dolph, and for Drew it was he can lose the title anyway, including countdown or disqualification. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura versus The New Day in a tables match was really good because they actually cared about the tables during the whole damn match. Like, it's not like two guys were fighting to, to rip at each other's eye, but for the first half of the match, they just used real wrestling moves like a real wrestling match the whole time. We'll get there. And, Whoa. And, oh, no. Sorry. And Nikki Cross versus <laughs> Bailey was also a really good match, and I didn't even hate the finish because... It made sense. It was good old school. Like I do wish I know this day and age they can't. I kind of wish Bailey had just socked Nikki Cross in the face with the boss ring, brass knuckles, whatever. She hit her in the ribs. That's fine. Whatever. It's 2020. That's what we got to do. Violence. But uh, there, there was some good on this show. What do you guys think about that? We'll let Patrick go first. The good of the show. <laughs> I, I thought it was an okay show. I didn't think it was the greatest show of the year by any stretch of the imagination. I feel like you've jumped into bad territory, so I'm looking forward to hearing that. Uh, and actually, one of my highlights of the show, you have question marks next to. So something I thoroughly enjoyed, you either hate it or don't know what to make of it. So I put it uh, there. It's not a match. That's why I put it there. We'll get there. Right. Uh, but, oh, yeah, overall, I didn't feel like I wasted my time. I felt that what kept this from being a good show in my eyes were two finishes that took away from what would have been five good matches. Like at the end of the day, like if you have two decent finishes, 
to to a couple of the matches, you're looking at five good matches. And instead, you got three good matches. One where I tweeted, "What the fuck was that?" Yep. Another one that got universally mocked mm-hmm. for just yep. how outrageous Obvious it was. Reasons. And then another, just what the fuck is this sort of thing? So, <laughs> and, and so that that makes bad show. That doesn't make good show. That makes okay right. show. Miranda, what about you? What do you think about the good portions of Extreme Rules? Uh, I I would have to agree with the good portions. Um, uh, I really liked Cesaro Nakamura versus The New Day. I really I really liked that match, and I hadn't cared a lot about. Uh, either tag division at this point, but um, I thought that the way that the match was executed and the setup of the tables was really good. I'm actually disappointed that that wasn't uh, part uh, of the full, or, you know, that was more of the pre-show match, I believe. Um, and it wasn't uh, uh, in, in... It was the opener. It was the opener. It was the yeah, opener. The, the okay. kickoff okay. was Kevin Owens and Murphy, which is also a good Oh, match. yeah. But... But Miranda, I you know just don't feel bad about not caring about WWE tag team matches because the WWE doesn't care about their tag team matches. Well, it, it was a sign that they care. They can't care wrestling. about them. Yes, hashtag tag team wrestling. Um, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan too of the finish of Nikki and Bailey. Uh, I do like the dynamic with Bailey and Sasha, um, but I think it is starting to get a little overwhelming with every match, the way that they keep pulling these things off. And maybe it's there to also tell the story. Oh, oh we got some frozen. Like the Ziggler-McIntyre match. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to like that with the way the stipulation was presented, but overall it it was a really good match that highlighted McIntyre. He had to be very smart about all the moves that he made throughout that match. And so there, I thought there was some great psychology in there. Um, I, to, to go with what Patrick was saying, I feel like, you know, part of the subtitle of the show was, you know, WWE extreme rules, the horror show, you know, what the fuck is this? Because I feel like that was just a big of, of the consensus of a lot of these other matches and things I know you'll, you'll talk about in a second of um, endings, matches that didn't happen, things that happened during matches. Uh, even again, the psychology uh, of the, some of the matches uh, in the show didn't make sense while others did. So I would understand if all the psychology made sense or none of it made sense. But the fact that it was so checkered throughout the event made it really hard to follow. Yeah, and that's a good good point of transition because the the two bad matches that I have listed on here were really bad, terrible finishes that turned good matches into bad matches. Sasha Banks versus Asuka, first of all, was was a banger. Like they were, it was put they were put on a great match and highly entertaining. There was that point where Sasha slipped off the second rope, which I, I thought maybe she was going to do on purpose and then fake the knee injury and do something to Asuka. She didn't. It never came into play again, which tells me she slipped. And hey, slips happen, yeah. you know. She now told, she totally slipped. Why they? Did. I'm <laughs> guessing they didn't pre-record that because if they pre-recorded it, you know it wouldn't have made air. Right. As I, I mean, you know, they were working hard over. because Sasha's weed we fell out. So like, right, but Bailey was there to help. That's, that's right. a true no, friend. No, that was that a good friend. I'm just saying, like, they were working friend, hard. Yeah. Yes, that's they, what you need. You know. If, if you're Sasha, you need a Bailey. But the the match was outstanding. I really loved it, and then. The finish had to happen and like, dude, what the, what the holy hell? Like, I mean, like, come on, like what the holy hell, come on, like seriously, why? So, okay. I understand the referee getting the mist. Okay. Um, Miranda will remember in October, I booked that spot on my own wrestling show where the referee got the mist and guess what happened? What usually happens when a referee gets missed at Patrick or Dowd? The... Well, either another referee comes another in referee or, comes in exactly. Well, I was usually just saying, well, there's like a switcheroo, dipsy do. Yeah, like, something happens, right? Pin. Like the right person gets the pin while the ref is down. Yeah, but then he gets reversed when the referee comes or the babyface like, overcomes and and yeah. when the referee's out, whatever. But no, Bailey for some reason takes the referee shirt, puts it on. I really wanted her to turn it right side out because it was inside out when she put it on because you know she already has the Karen haircut. Why not go full bore? But she didn't. Uh, and then count the three and just totally ruin what was one hell of a great match. Like if you follow along on Twitter and by the way, 
Miranda Morales did an admirable job taking over Twitter on Saturday night. So you wouldn't have followed her on this one, but took over during Slammiversary. So she's now been on Twitter twice. So there you go. Congratulations. Two times. Two times. Two times. But the, the, just, the, it just ruined the match. Like the finish just completely ruined the match. And, and just, just people were dumbfounded. And I was dumbfounded. And I think everybody was dumbfounded. Um, and I would ask you guys if I'm overreacting, but you've kind of, kind of hinted towards it already. I don't think we're in disagreement that this ruined the damn match. Right. It was just, it, here's the thing is I could actually kind of see the logic behind it because of the show that you're putting it on, like extreme rules. There are no rules, but that's not just not something that's been established. And so it made no yeah. goddamn sense. And I think that's the thing that like to run with this as, okay, Bailey, who is, you know, a second, Throughout the whole match, can just jump like yeah, anybody can just jump in, throw on a fucking shirt, and you're official. Like now, to be fair, to be fair, when Rob Van Dam beat John Cena at the second one night right. stand, and Paul Heyman counted the three count, I don't think any of us complained. So no, but at least Paul Heyman was an official or something. I don't so know where, what he where was, was his license. Time? Did we actually see his officiating license? Did that he was wearing a hat? Through? I mean, come on, he was wearing a hat when he did it. You can't wear a hat when you count a three count. You just can't. He's a rule. You can't. And the little ponytail that is attached to the yeah. hat doesn't. Like, yeah, it, yeah, that's, he he needed he didn't the have hat. The yeah, you needed that. You needed the hat. You needed the hat. But yeah, I just feel like Bailey. The, the finish of that ruined what was a great match. Now we've got titles in abeyance. Which is, you know, because they can't give vacant any credit. So we got, and we just didn't need that to me. Like we just didn't need it. No. It does guarantee we see a new champion crowned next week on Raw. But I just, yeah, it's, it's just stupid for stupid. I just don't understand why they even, like it, it's abated, whatever it is. That doesn't, you know, the fact that she's not even an official, like other than just pulling back and saying she's not an official yeah. so the title goes back to Asuka, doesn't make any right. sense I, that they're saying, oh, well, we're just going to, you know, put the title up. No one has it. Like, it's not, right. you know, a toy of, like, like no they one's haven't, just nice, so no one gets they it. They haven't put the United States Championship in abeyance, even though MVP is, is walking around staking his claim on it. Like, it's just stupid for stupid sake. And, and The logic, yeah, the logic right. is not, mm-mm. And I'm a fan, like, like, I've said it before, you know, we're trying to apply logic to an illogical situation, but you know what? It comes a time where it goes too far and we've gone too far. Right. But, but Greg, you talk about illogic and the thing about like, yes, wrestling is this ridiculous over the top, illogical Especially now. There are, but there's still parameters to professional, even, even wrestling in the eighties and the seventies, you know, and the old man in me really got fired up over this This is what i get for watching like 1982 mid mid atlantic wrestling right now because that was where i really struggled i was like this shit wouldn't have happened 40 years ago and then i'm like but it was 40 years ago but you know what would have happened 40 years ago patrick or down well somebody would have threatened to rip out somebody's eyeball they would have and and they would have attempted they would have attempted to rip out somebody's eyeball i mean that but it would not have been the stipulation and the only way to win the match and that's what mm-hmm. gets me about the other good match that was ruined by by the finish. And, and Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins early on was way better than it should have been because they were wrestling and they were wrestling in an entertaining fashion. But like Miranda said earlier, that made no sense. Why are you focused on catches, catch can wrestling holds in a match where the only way you can in win is by ripping out the other dude's eye? It just doesn't make any like 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 we're hitting hurricane ranas and, and roll throughs and doing everything it's we the can. The wrong guys in the match. What, like anybody, in match. Seth Rollins can do that kind of match. Well, like he could. I, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you, but that's not the. That, I mean, is that really what their bread and butter is? Of course like, not. It's nobody's bread and butter except Abdullah the Butcher, and he's retired. <laughs> well, him and Homicide, get them together, give them a fork, and let them go to town. Like that's all you need to uh. do. Yeah, but we don't want to watch right, right. Like we don't. We, we don't we'll want throw to. New Jack in there, and he can stab one of the audience members. Uh, like it'll be fine. That, uh, that's that. That screening is really now for the audience members. You have New Jack there, and and the plexiglass is really for the audience to protect themselves against New Jack. 
But I guess my my point, Greg, was is that that type of match for two people that are not known for being like over the top brawlers, maybe Seth Rollins in his new like his newest incarnation, but Ray's never been that guy. And you know, trying to do this whole you've driven him to this point where he's going to go after a dude's eye. That's just not their mo. And so the match right. is already off to the wrong start when you've got two guys that that's not really their mo. And then you turn around. And you have to have a fake eye. You just know that the, you also know the ending has to be goofy. And that's the other problem with this. It didn't event. have to you be know? goofy, first of all. It didn't but have but to it be did. Goofy. Like, because that's where we are in the WWE now. It's it's like when WCW electrocuted somebody. Like, it's the same sort of And who was that somebody? Abdullah the, the Butcher. But, like, they could have gone that, that CGI. That would have been more believable. If they would have electrocuted someone on this show, that would have been so no, much more Miranda, believable. Miranda, you need than... to go watch that before I you go say I have watched it. No, Then you know better. That might need to be a watch-along, first of all. That's going to need to be a watch-along. I've seen it. I'm just saying it's more believable than what than what we saw with, you know, Rey Especially when I'm just saying. we've had people, I mean – Freaking, we had a, a Firefly Funhouse match, okay? That had all kinds of crazy stuff. We had, you know, we're going to talk about it. We had Alexa Bliss doubling as Sister Abigail on this same show. And and not really Sister Abigail, although some people are trying to go that direction. But we couldn't have a CGI eyeball? Like, we literally had to have oh, a painted ping pong I, ball? I mean, come on! Like, like When I first so heard bad. about this match, I, I thought it was going to be a cinematic match. It would have made a lot more sense if this was a cinematic match especially because this was billed as the horror show. So the fact that you have two matches that have this horror billing and you treat it as a wrestling match, I don't understand why they went that route when they could have easily done some type of cinematic match, maybe CGI, something different yeah. that that would have you know elevated this match to exactly the stipulation that they put out. You cannot back out of an eye versus eye match. They, they knew that they were this. I yeah, mean, got yeah, that. I totally agree with got that. that. Got that Tucson, Arizona internet connection going strong. Hell yeah, it's great. Like we, like, like we said earlier in the show, um, <laughs> it, it, it all begins and ends with Miranda. It does when it comes to the. To oh, the I'm technology. the Alpha and Omega baby. Don't you worry about it. Alpha and Omega. With shitty oh. internet, you can technological totally issues. Alpha. Yeah, that's all you. It's all you, baby. <laughs> you Nobody else wants it. Look, even when she's trying to talk about it, it it. doesn't work. That's amazing. Here's the Um, thing. Like, brawl to the back and then flip over. Like, you could even have the match there. Brawl to the back. That's when you go to the pre-recorded stuff. The eyeball popped out in a way that Seth didn't even really do anything to cause the eyeball to pop out. Like, we looked out and suddenly Ray's holding a fake eyeball up against his head. And there's no blood. It's just, uh, and I get there couldn't be blood. No, no, there, like, there, there were de- there, there was concern about detached retinas and stuff. Yes, didn't you hear what was said backstage afterwards? I hear everything I'm Charlie just say, Russo says. N- not since WrestleMania Seven have we cared about eyes so much. And that is this leading to a blindfold match at SummerSlam? Because if so, God help us. I, do. I'm okay. Like, like I am down for a. Blindfold I want them match. to point around the ring with and nobody have the in the arena. So that there's well, you no got you shit. got the performance center talent that that could uh, that could do no, that. No, I want them to pull the performance center talent out just because that would be hilarious. And didn't okay, and I'm sure this person got in trouble. But during Raw on Monday, when Drew McIntyre was talking about how he was going to get to declare his <laughs> own stipulation against Dolph Ziggler, didn't one of the PC talents yell "I for an eye match"? Like, that's yes, just, that's no. good shit right that's there. That's epic, though. That, they deserve all the glory for that. They do, and probably getting released next week, but. That's yeah. Oh. So Ray versus Seth, that is bad. But you know what? I'll take those over MVP's match. Cause he didn't have one. Like I get it. Okay. You you have you you have, you know, COVID nineteen impacting the show and, and Apollo uh reportedly testing positive for COVID and, and we want to be safe, we want whatever, but like these guys are feuding with Ricochet and Cedric Alexander and now Ali. Why not have Ricochet come out? When, when right. MVP declares himself the United States champion, why not have Ricochet come out and let those guys put on what at this stage of the game probably could have been the match of the night. And, and, and then you have Ricochet winning and now the fake titles, you know, in abeyance as well. And, and because it was was it a title match? Was it not? And you've got, you know, stuff with Apollo, like, I don't know, 
tell a story. It's just, yeah, it just, there's stuff you could have done instead of not having a match at all. And that's what really got me about that one. That's why that one's ugly. So we got the good, the bad, the ugly, and the swamp fight. I, I, Patrick O'Dowd was kind of alluding to it, how I felt about the swamp fight. I'm going to be honest with you. I enjoyed the hell out of the swamp fight. Like I thought the swamp fight, it started off a little slow for me. I was like, okay, it, it kind of felt like, okay, this feels like the, the boneyard match. This feels like this. But once they actually got going and, and got in, you know, got swampy with it, I was happy. Yes. I just, I, that I, phrase. I saw it. It's kind of actually a combination of both the boneyard match and the firefly Funhouse John Cena match, because it really did sort of do both like the meet me out in the middle of nowhere that then trade like, and getting this look at Braun again, looking at Braun Strowman's career and different pieces of where he's been and how he's gotten to where he is to take on that psychological aspect. We got the return of the fiend and all that uh, with the uh, Friday, the 13th esque end uh, coming out of the water, which I'm not going to lie popped was like, yes, yes. I was mm-hmm. like, that's, yeah, it's you know, funny when I watched it, I uh I got fooled by the show ending graphic because Braun Strowman leans over really? says it's over and the graphic comes up and I'm like, Oh, I gotta rewind it. I thought I thought Ray Wyatt wins. And I rewind, rewind, and I was like, What happened? And then I watch it and it's like, Oh, it's after the credits. That's it's it's yeah, just like when Tommaso Champa turned they on Johnny Gargano. I know. It was it was so. perfect. And and I liked it. I really did like it. Um and and thought it was a good good part of the show and, and like i said started off slow but i loved it i i love the people on the internet who now suddenly think that alexa bliss is sister abigail like, oh come on i i everyone knows that, no that that just agitates me everyone everyone knows it's an apparition it's it's sister abigail turning into whatever you know your heart desires and that's all that's that whole kind of ghost ghostly type of element to this to not only this match but you know that element in horror movies so i i thought this was such a really good ode to that in ways that the entire show was not you know i, I could see why they build this as the horror show based off of just that one match even though it didn't fit anywhere else but yeah that i don't if it's you're literally watching a movie and sometimes you have to yeah. watch it a few times and think about it in order to process everything that was in it. But going back to what Patrick said too, about, you know, um, it, you know, elements of Friday the 13th and, uh, elements of just, you know, Bray Wyatt's career and, um, uh, Braun Strowman's career, being able to see Bray Wyatt back as, you know, the original Bray Wyatt. I've re- you know, it's, it's an interesting pattern that we see in his cinematic matches and you know who his character is every time he does a match like this i think it's really fascinating how we're getting a different bray wyatt and how that translates in the matches that he has in in the cinematic sense so i i think it was one of the saving graces of the show uh and also just something that you know, he is truly benefiting from during this time. The way to express himself in these types of matches is only helping his career in ways that I don't think we would see in a live match. Yeah. And, and Patch, you said it on Twitter. So I'll let you, you talk about how Bray Wyatt should be used in the future. Uh, essentially, and I can't remember the exact words of my tweets, but I was like, I don't think Bray Wyatt should wrestle in a ring on a pay-per-view match ever again. Preach. Period. Yeah, the fiend like, might I, be I able wanted, to, and right. I, he will, unfortunately. But I do think yeah. I hope they find ways to do more of this stuff, even when we're back in the arena. And because it's 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 an opportunity for it to truly. It's we we've talked about this before, but there are certain wrestlers who have like matches that just became connected to them, right? At all times, yeah. this is definitely a Bray Wyatt thing. Like when you think casket match, you think nobody else. But, but the, the Undertaker, yeah. Hell in the Cell, depending on who you ask, could be Triple H, could you know, the should be Triple well, H. He's been in more of them than anybody else. Some people think Shawn right. Michaels because of the first one, right? Um, and so this this really should be Bray Wyatt's thing, yeah. And, sure. and I mean, he did cinematic like, with Randy Orton before all this, like right years ago. When, it's, uh, so it's been it, very experimental. I mean, even if you are you talking about, are you even referring? And we're not even referring the uh, the bug match, which I think no, was no, I'm a talking precursor. about the, 
where they fought because the I think that's and... a precursor to all that with like the weird shit on the map. But the bug like, match was all... horrible. That was terrible. Was that the bug match was terrible? It was terrible, but but that's how things get developed, though, and that's and that's really what I'm talking about here. Is and, and at the end of the day, first of all, we should all be thanking Matt Hardy mm-hmm. because I don't know how much of this really gets taken seriously if Matt Hardy doesn't do what he started in impact and they, you know, has it allowed to be embraced in the WWE for one match. Do we really that then turns into a thing? Owe it all to Matt Hardy or do we owe it all? I don't to... say we owe, I don't say we owe it all to Matt Hardy, but Matt Hardy proved it can work. I mean, Matt Hardy proved it was a vehicle that could be done. Can you give some Are of that you credit telling to... me you didn't like his work in oh, impact? I did, but didn't Lucha right. Underground do it first? Didn't WCW do it first? I mean, they had matches in graveyards and, like well, I, I I think it's in two different tones. You know, there's those who are like pioneering it and those who made it popular. And those are, I think, where the division is. There's probably the pioneers like WCW and even probably melding the two popular is Lucha Underground and pioneering it and bringing it into a more modern sense as Lucha Underground. But I think to Patrick's point is what made it popular and what made a larger company like WWE probably be yeah, more invested in it. Yeah, viable. I mean, it it is you know impacted my and, party. And here's the thing, Greg. You know this. I didn't love a lot of Lucha Underground stuff when oh, it I came know. to that sort of shit. I know. Like not not like patently rejected, hate all of it, but like for some reason, uh, well, I it was because they killed dudes and then they came back. I'm like, Why? <laughs> of course they, they did. The guy and now he's back in their group. Like what the fuck? Um. So it, yeah, it's it's interesting that I, I mean I'll even I've evolved on how I feel about this sort of thing because I was not particularly in love with that aspect of Lucha Underground, and here and here I am now being here like, "Yeah, Bray Wyatt, yes. never do anything else." Here you are. That's right. <laughs> you you have evolved. That that is evolution to its fullest. So there we go: the good, the bad, the ugly, and the swamp fight. WWE Extreme Rules. Quick question. Because it came up earlier, or very early in the conversation, you guys talked. We talked about the boards that exist in the plexiglass between the wrestlers and the crowd. The crowd, as I do air quotes on a show that doesn't have video. Um, what do you do? You guys think we're going to see the plexiglass when they're back in the arena? Like with fans? Yeah. Oh yeah. I do too. I, I think the plexiglass think might be a thing. Yeah, like I can see that. Yeah. Like, like I think if you just look at what the rest of the world is doing with setups and things in general, I think oh, arenas yeah. may mm-hmm. even have a, have something to say about it as well. Yeah, so. possibly. Yeah. It's just I thought I had when watching it was literally while watching Extreme Rules, I was just like, man, that plexiglass might stick around for a long time, and probably be a little more sturdy and, and better installed and all that too. So, excellent. Well, we're no going to shift the crowd. That's- What's it? I know good fighting in the crowd is probably going to have to go away for a really long yeah. period of time. Or if there is fighting in the crowd, it's going to be around. Plants, not potted plants, mm-hmm. but plant people in the audience. So, just wanted to make sure people understood. Yeah, we're not throwing a ficus at somebody. Don't give them ideas for next year, Greg. Damn it! They already, uh, you know, they listen, so, and so it's going to happen. Exactly. Can we, can, we just, can we just cut the cord on calling this extreme rules though horror show? And can we, Greg? Damn it! Halloween Havoc. No, Why that's coming. Because that's coming. You Why know, you know, NXT is going to do Halloween Havoc. But damn it, Please. I want like. I, I just don't get like why we, like and, and maybe you it's know extreme mentality. rules. You're going with a horror show theme. I know you own the rights to a horror show theme, and you mm-hmm. make up a new one because they're it's, not going to do that on WWE. They, they've they've already proven if they're going to reuse WCW gimmicks, they're going to do it in NXT. We got War Games. We're going to get Halloween Havoc Great this American year. Bash. We'll probably get like spin it. the wheel, make the deal. I really hope it lands on a coal miners glove match, just for historical purposes. Just to see how they work that. Uh, but I really do think we're going to see Halloween Havoc this year in NXT, probably from, from full sale on a Wednesday to compete with something that AEW is doing. Who knows? But we're going to wrap that up. We're going to shift to a commercial break real quick. So yeah, sit tight for a couple of minutes. This is the, 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 I was trying to decide, Moran, if we were going to use this for your t shirt commercial or for this. I think we'll just use it here. I wasn't going to get rid of it. I still got to use it. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. 
everything pro wrestling make sure you check it out thechairshot.com Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. This is Greg DeMarco, and whether you love me or you hate me, you love wrestling, and we share that, and we can share that together by logging in and watching wrestling at powerslam.tv. Now, don't take it from me. Go ahead and listen to these guys, and then I'll tell you about the deal on the other side. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. That's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code CHAIRSHOT, you will get a free month. Now a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Lucha-masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution, bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic. The Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. So we got two things on the rundown here. We've got Zack Ryder defending the Internet Championship, and we've got whether or not Fox and the USA Network are really losing patience with WWE. And we only got time to talk about one of them, and I'll let you guys pick. So here's what's going to happen, right? We're going to talk about one, and then Greg's probably going to write about the other. So not only do you get to pick what we're talking about, you get to force me to write about something. So what do we want to talk about? Well, I always want to talk about internet bullshit, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask that question to because you get you got internet bullshit on the rundown. So, of course, I want to talk about I do internet have internet bullshit. bullshit on the rundown. Miranda, what about you? Well, what if I choose Zack Ryder? Do you become the deciding vote? I do. I mean, it is a show. Yeah. So let's let's do that for, you know, entertainment's sake. I, I want to talk about Zack Ryder. I'm going to write about Zack Ryder. I think it's a fun topic to write about, and, and so I'll write about that. And I want to talk about the internet bullshit, as Patrick O'Dowd said. So we got I got two different reference points on there for you. And basically, there's a report out there that started with Ringside News. Everyone remembers Ringside News, Patrick O'Dowd. Highly credible. Highly credible. <laughs> highly credible. <laughs> Reporting that Fox and the USA Network have lost their patience with WWE, and they're talking about the ratings. And then there's a, a business article at Sportico, which is a sports business, that the article is actually about 
um, NFL and, and what's really going to happen uh, with Fox and, and trying to buy NFL rights because they ditched their, their golf coverage, all this stuff is about sports and everything. And in it, in the article towards the end, it talks about the play that Fox made for WWE and the cost that, that, that Fox paid to get WWE programming and how um, it hasn't lit the world on fire and, and dominated in the ratings, but it has been very consistent. It has delivered ratings week in and week out for, for Fox. And, I, so here's where we are, of course, you know, and we'll let Patrick start. The internet is telling us that Fox and the USA Network, despite COVID, despite everything, are just losing their patience with World Wrestling Entertainment. Hey, Greg, how did Raw do this past Monday? Are you saying this because I, I tweeted it? Well, I mean, I am. But so Raw came Raw in this, this week in the demo. As that's now the new yep. the new hot phrase, right? In the demos, Raw came in number three, number six, and number seven. In the oh demos. no, Jesus! I'd be so pissed if I was like that every week ahead of any hey. news program. <laughs> well, and here's here's what I think is hilarious because when you let's let's shift to Wednesday, where you talk about in the demo, where it becomes the most important thing in the right. world when a different company does better than say another company in the demo like like what make up your fucking mind like, especially and what's really funny <laughs> AEW will come in like 17th in the demo and it's a, a, a right. victory laps Raw comes like, in yeah. third and USA wants you know is losing their patience they want they want out and it's the same thing with Fox like and and I I, I will own I'm not up on Smackdown and its ratings or what it is but as it even says in the article it's consistent and it's yeah. Friday to get anything consistent on a fucking Friday in the land of, of ratings and viewership is a miracle. It's delivering like it higher is. ratings than the past two things that were on in the same time slot. And so not then, only that, and here's the thing. Yeah, everyone talks about a billion-dollar TV contract. Here's what we got to remember. And the article was, was brilliant in breaking it down. Fox is paying $1.9 million per hour for a SmackDown. A two-hour show, they're basically paying $3.8 million per right. week. If they were putting on a brand-new drama in its place, it would cost between $4.5 and $5 million per right. hour. Wrestling has always been cheap. So wrestling is cheaper. Not only that, it would cost them $4.5 to $5 million per hour for 22 weeks a year. They'd still have another 30 weeks to figure out. WWE's giving them 52 weeks a year at $1.9 million right. per hour and are delivering consistent ratings and it's been a bigger improvement in the rating slots in the demo, which is what everybody yeah. seems to be worried about. And for USA, right. dude, WWE's been delivering consistent top 10 ratings on Monday nights for USA for over 35 years. Like, it's just right. insane. It's it's the definition of cognitive dissonance. It's this idea that um, no matter what is put in front of you that goes against the narrative or the belief that you want to have, you're still going to cling to it and you're going to run with it. And so when somebody reports that this past Monday's raw was the lowest rated raw in blah, 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 which again, we only care about because it's raw because we don't talk about where something is in the ratings on Wednesday. And that's all you need to know to look at these, to, to look at this report and know that it's a load of bullshit because if they were really truly concerned about how ratings were going, you'd be tearing AEW apart when it doesn't perform well. Instead, it's always this big blip on the screen. We bow to Chris Jericho, who goes on a diatribe about how this shit really works because, you know, reasons. And that's, like, it's just, it's laughable. Like, pick pick your lane and stick to it. If you want to shit on Raw, like, at least shit on it for what it's, you know, for being shitty. Don't shit on it because it's, doing well in the ratings but right you and feel it should be one two and three in the demo like every week like and that's something that we've talked about for years long before you ever on the show miranda like people just want to be right when they say that raw sucks and mm -hmm. so they use whatever ratings thing they can grasp onto whatever bs dave Meltzer spews or, or brian alvarez spews and, and when it's it's just their opinion anyway like Everybody wants their opinion to be fact. And we all know the only person around here whose opinion is fact is mine. And so it doesn't matter what they think, but it doesn't matter. It's just an opinion, though. Like, 
have your opinion and it's fine. You don't need some fake ratings BS to back up your opinion. It's just, you can think it sucks. Right. I was actually throwing it to Miranda with that. That's why I said, her no, name. I was just agreeing with That's you. why I said her name while I was talking about it. It's hey, I, I know you, both of you are very passionate about this subject. So I, I wanted to make sure you guys had, you know, the proper airtime on it. it. It doesn't boil my blood as much only because I, I you know, I've seen this for, you know, a long time. We all have. We all have. You know, those fans out there who will vocalize, you know, how much they hate Raw. They will. Um, and new sites that will, you know, justify, you know, the ratings themselves being lower. Um, and, and all of this other narrative to justify exactly what you said, that the show is not good. But, you know, I think the surprising thing is that, uh, or maybe not surprising when you look at it, is that it's still doing fairly well in ratings. It's still outperforming, um, you know, other shows. And even... Um, in, in the news report, uh, that you had, you know, sent us, it talks about SmackDown itself, even though, you know, mentioning Fox is losing patience, um, in one story. The other story is highlighting how it's outperforming other shows that used to be in that time slot. Um, and so I think how, how fans are defining losing patience or however news sites are, um, losing patience, it's ridiculous, but it's still doing pretty well because people are still hate watching. You're tweeting how much you don't like the show while you're watching it. And you wonder why, why is there, you know, the, the rating still is high. There's still millions of people who watch it because there's still a huge fan base that hate watches it every single week. So that too is, is something that I find very funny about this whole situation is that these are, you know, the same people that have this idea that they don't like it. Like you said, Greg, it's their uh, opinion and you can have your opinion, but you're also watching it. You're also contributing to this, uh, you know, to the demographic, to the overall viewership. So when, and, and, and essentially to trying to then deconstruct this idea that they're, you know, the companies or these networks are, are unhappy with them when really you're still keeping up their viewership. I hate watching them. <laughs> We've It's like music to my ears. Paragraph. We've talked about this for years and how people really are just keep watching. And, and the best thing about it is people will say, I hate WWE. I will never watch WWE. And here's 27 reasons to prove to you that I just watched it yesterday. Like that's literally what right. these people are doing. So it's a never ending cycle, but we got to come here and, and help you decipher the real from the bullshit. And, and look, you can think Raw sucks. You can think SmackDown sucks. You can think Extreme Rules sucked. You can think NXT sucks. I don't care. You can think NXT UK sucks. You can think 205 Live sucks. But those poor guys, just just watch the show for them, please. But it, it's that's fine. Just don't try to use some ratings BS that isn't true to back up your argument. Just tell me why it sucks. It's like, I sucked and here are the ratings. No, just tell me why it sucked, okay? Eye for an eye was stupid. That's great. Tell me that that sucked because it did. So I'm on board with that. You tell me that, I'll be... I'll be 100% happy with it. But it's just this this feeling that people need to, you know, justify their opinion with data that that's inaccurate. So that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. Patrick O'Dowd is at Wrestling Realist on the Twitter. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Patrick, we talked about it Monday night. The newest edition of Bandwagon Nerds dropped for everybody what can people hear if they go back and listen to Bandwagon Nerds? Well, this week, starting tomorrow, San Diego Comic-Con starts its virtual convention for the next four days. So we broke down the convention itself and some of the panels that we think would be worth tuning into. Cool thing about it this year, Comic-Con is free. So all the stuff that you would want to watch, you can watch on their YouTube channel. So listen to us, hear our thoughts. There you go. And and the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram, not on Twitter. Miranda, what can we all expect from your show, the hashtag Miranda show this week? Yeah, so we will be talking about, I will, and you, if you, you know, talk or whatever, if I let you. I'm not sure yet. We'll see what happens. Tell the the rules Um, work. We'll see. Uh, I'm actually going to be talking about Impact Slammiversary that happened this past Saturday. Um, who knew we live in a world in 2020 where more people were excited about Impact Wrestling than they were about WWE. So I'm going to be going over some of my favorite matches and moments from the weekend show. All right. So look forward to that. All of it can be found right here at thechairshot.com. It's a shame. 
What if that four sec, three second soundbite would get us in trouble? I don't know. I think the the amount of time it plays. Uh, it's be an experiment when 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 we actually do this show on YouTube. We'll see how many things I get hit with on that. So that is it for this week's edition of the Greg Demarco Show. Please. If you like the show, share it, tell a friend, like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. If you didn't like the show, just move on, listen to something else, and give them your review. Otherwise, we appreciate you listening. We look forward to doing this for you next week. So tune in, head over to thechairshot.com, go buy a t-shirt. We got new ones for you. If you hate me, you can buy that too. And yeah, we'll talk to you next week right here on The Greg DeMarco Show. For Miranda Morales and Patrick O'Dowd, this is me, Greg DeMarco, reminding you to always use your head. Here comes the big dog. The big dog, Roman Reigns. The big dog. And we kick off Monday Night Raw live tonight in Phoenix, Arizona with the big dog. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.